takes two. Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM KFGO in the studio with us right now. Brenton Niesemeyer, field epidemiologist. I remember when I didn't know what the word epidemiologist meant. And then all, all of a sudden. COVID hit. Yeah. And we all learned. And in fact, you know, to just kind of go back, Brenton was the first person we interviewed about COVID before we really knew anything about when we were saying like, listen, it's all just about washing your hands, everybody. Yeah. It's washing your hands. And look where we are four years later. I mean, right? it's still kind of exactly. about washing your hands, though, right? I mean, it still kind of is. Yeah, like, wa- wash your hands. Wash your hands and stay home when you're sick. Yeah. It, I mean, we learned important stuff that we can carry through for right. sure, right? <laughs> you know, like, I remember uh, they're like, listen, when you sneeze, sneeze into your arm, you know, like, take it easy. But this time, we're talking about something that uh, I feel like you hear the term whooping cough. And you think of it as kind of like a a disease from 70, 80 years ago, pioneer times. But it's known by the actual clinical term pertussis. And we have a slight uptick in cases in Cass County. Brenton, you want to talk a little bit about this? Yes. um, So um, whooping cough or pertussis is a vaccine preventable disease. And typically in Cass County, we see, you know, maybe five to eight cases a year, um, perfectly manageable. But, you know, in the past three months. Um, since November, we've actually seen now um, 31 cases since we just had another case yesterday that wasn't reflected in the news release. And, you know, when you have one case, there's more out there. So it's about finding these cases and getting people treated and talking to them about staying home so that they don't give it to others. So, I mean, describe pertussis to me. Like if I'm someone out there and I go, well, I've had a cough for a couple of days, but how do I know it's pertussis? You know, um, with most people, some people, I guess a lot of people, that pertussis style cough is where you're coughing so hard you have to catch your breath. And that's where the whoop comes from, where you're stopping to catch your breath. Exactly. Yeah. And some people have um, coughing fits where it's so bad that they have post-tussive vomiting. So they're throwing up after coughing because it's just such a hard, raspy cough. In some areas, they call it like the 100-day cough because the cough can persist for you know, a long, long time. Aren't we vaccinated for this? Yes. So it is part of your normal vaccine series. I believe children receive about five doses with um, DTaP when they're younger. And then as we get older, we get boosted, and that's called Tdap. And we should really get boosted about every 10 years for Tdap. Um, But, you know, many times people forget or it's not on the back of their mind. So it's a good idea to check your immunization record and see when the last time you really got it. And, you know, consider asking your provider if they're only going to offer you TD. Hey, can I add that Tdap portion on? I, I asked uh, I asked him when he got in here. I was like, is this one of the ones that I got when I was pregnant? And you, you usually, it is recommended during pregnancies. I'm probably covered over the next few years anyways, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's recommended yeah. during pregnancy? Yes, it's recommended during each and every pregnancy because what you what we are doing there is protecting the infant against pertussis. Oh, we are okay. um, giving those antibodies to the infant and also protecting yourself, but really we want to protect the most vulnerable and those are the children who are too young to be vaccinated. Is it, uh, uh, wh- what what kind of numbers do we usually see with pertussis? Like, is is this alarming? You know, Looking back at my data, I was looking back at it, and last couple years, you know, we've seen statewide, you know, anywhere from 10 to maybe 17 cases over the course of 12 months. Wow. So So this is kind of scary. So it it is an increase in cases, 
And, you know, when there are a few cases here and there, everyone is so busy. Everyone is, you know, in different activities. Most of the most of the age group affected is that school age group. So they have daycare, they have after school sports, they have um, other co-curricular activities. They may be going to gymnastics, they may have church group and things like that. So it just really spreads quickly when it gets into that population. Is pertussis one of those ailments that gets reported so that there can be contact tracing? Yes. So it is a mandatory reportable condition. So it is usually done in a provider's office, and then that is automatically reported to the North Dakota Department of Health. It is something you may have to request from your provider if your child or you have been coughing or having that persistent cough because it's not typically on that panel with flu and COVID and RSV. It's an additional test that your provider might not think about. So if you've had that cough, make sure that you talk to your provider. Hey, maybe I should get tested for pertussis since it is going on in the community. We have a text at 35270. That's the KFGO Text Club sponsored by Adventure RV. My 16-year-old son was diagnosed with pertussis in December. We have no idea where he got it. He was vaccinated. He was healthy and in excellent physical shape and still struggled. He finally stopped coughing about a week ago. It truly was a 100-day terrible cough. Oh my gosh, that's scary stuff. I mean, it, he he was vaccinated, so I mean, vaccination isn't 100% percent preventable when it comes to this, right? You know, and no vaccine is perfect. We learned that during COVID, but um with his vaccination with this particular person, I don't know who it is, but that vaccine probably slightened or um diminished the severity of his symptoms. So your um texter said it was awful and severe. But just think if he wasn't vaccinated and had no level of immunity, he may have been hospitalized. He may have had long-term health effects that um, we don't know about. So the vaccine really does help. How can we how can we treat it once it's diagnosed? So once it's diagnosed, we typically have a provider give five days of antibiotics. So it's one of those few diseases, respiratory diseases, that you can actually get antibiotics for. So a Z-pack is given where you're taking two pills the first day and then one pill the additional four days. And then you are no longer considered contagious. So wow. once once you take five days of antibiotics, you're free about free to go about your normal activities. Otherwise, you're considered contagious for about 21 days after that onset of cough. So you can really shorten the duration of your con- contagiousness. Yeah, I assume because this is, you know, something you take in through the lungs, it's pretty contagious. Exactly. Ugh. And that's just the worst, right? You know, you go out somewhere and you're coughing, you're standing in line somewhere, you got a handful of mail, so you can't quite, you know, get your cough under underway. Um, I, you know, last question for you for me, Brenton, is something like this. So what age group are we most concerned about when it comes to pertussis? Are we concerned more for children? Are we concerned for older folks, folks who are already compromised uh, with their lungs and breathing? So... Really, we are most concerned about those under one who are too young to be vaccinated. We have unfortunately had um, children hospitalized in North Dakota um, that are under one due to pertussis, and it's because they can't receive the vaccine. So we really want to do our due diligence and protect them. And then we're also concerned about the elderly. But as with any vaccine preventable disease, those two groups are probably the highest risk. And then those who are too... um, who can't be vaccinated for whatever reason they're allergic or they have some sort of medical condition that prevents them from being vaccinated. Wow. And as we found out, there's a fair amount of people who, you know, fit into that category here. 
Uh, Brett and Niesemeyer, uh, thank you so much. And again, we're talking about pertussis. Again, quick go through the symptoms again if someone's just tuning in and uh, when they should actually seek medical advice. You know, if you've been exposed, you definitely should seek medical advice if you have that cough. But it's really that whooping cough where you're coughing so hard you're stopping to catch your breath. You have post-tussis vomiting or, you know, have long coughing fits that you just can't control. Do people ever get it confused and say, like, oh, I've got bronchitis. That must be what it is, and I don't worry about it. Yep, and, you know, even providers can get that messed up, too, just because we typically don't see a lot of pertussis, and it's not something that's always on their radar. So Do consider you te- asking Is there a test for it? Yep, it's a PCR test, so one of those swabs that okay. go into your okay. nose. Really easy. You should get results the next day. We're all used to that test by now. Yes. <laughs> right. In fact, like I'm, to the, I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. Yes. I've trained myself. I know exactly how to do this. I'm not even going <laughs> to cough this time. I'm ready to go. Uh, Brenton, thank you so much for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank you so much.